Okay, well, this is our monthly champions call, and uh, we do this once a month just to stay connected to all uh, you guys that are leading the charge out there in new cities. And sometimes we have staff guys join us as well, but uh, it's all about reinforcing the DNA and encouraging and uh, praying for each other and all that. So, uh, so I want to introduce you to Tim Ryan. Uh, Tim is in Montgomery, Alabama. Is that right, Tim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Montgomery. And uh, Tim was a pastor here in Northwest Arkansas who uh, one of his parishioners was a guy named Tom C., who happens to be on the call with us. And uh, Tom was uh, getting really excited about the journey after he went through. And, and uh, as, as a lot of people do, he couldn't wait to tell his pastor about it. So he set up an appointment with, with Tim and had he was armed with books, you know, ready to give his pastor like, you got to read all these books and, and uh, you got to find out about this journey thing. It's the best thing ever. And uh, Tim pointed to a shelf behind him and showed him all these books that other parishioners had given him that he hadn't had time to get to yet. You know, with all, with all respect. Uh, so then Tom changed his strategy and decided, Hey, can we just start praying together every week? And so uh, that worked a lot better. And uh, cause Tim had never had a parishioner ask if they could pray with him every week. And so uh, over time, uh, I think Tom won Tim's heart over and then they ended up doing a journey group together and, and then Tim loved the journey and they guided multiple groups together. And, and then, uh, God stole uh, Tim away from us here in Northwest Arkansas. He was a great guide and asset here in this town. And, uh, he got a calling to go to Montgomery, Alabama, where there was no journey groups. So, so you get a, get to hear an example of what happens when, you know, you just start from scratch in a new city where they don't even know what the journey is or influencers is. So, so yeah, welcome, Tim. That was just a brief introduction. If you'd like to add any more to your introduction, uh, go ahead. And I'm sure Tom would, will pop in with some comments here and there, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, we just want to hear the story a little bit about what, you know, your perspective going into the new city. And first of all, it's pretty cool that a pastor, uh, pastors aren't normally driving this as, as you know, it's, this is more of a marketplace lay led, you know, ministry, if you will. And pastors are kind of finding out after the fact about it, you know, once it's in their church already. So, uh, so you have, that, that's a unique perspective in and of itself from a pastor's perspective, but, but anyway, tell, tell us a little bit about what's going on. And these guys may have some questions for you too. Okay. Well, uh, Brian, thank you for the opportunity to do that. Um, and uh, gentlemen, I appreciate your time. I know it's uh, valuable, and uh, I've been praying that what I say is what you need to hear. And and whether I say it or the Spirit says something through me, or 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 whatever. But uh, thank you for your time. I will clarify a few things. Tom wore me down. That's that's the uh, that's what really happened. And I would appreciate if you would keep him on mute so that I can give my version of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom and I became great friends. We just, uh, it was one of those God things where he connected us. And, and in fact, he, God put on Tom's heart to come pray with me. And, and Tom was even reluctant about that at first, uh, but we did. And um, he, uh, yeah, he was after me to go on this journey. And, and as soon as he said nine months, that was like, 
I, there's no way I have nine months to go through anything like that. Uh, but I finally came to a point in time where I just felt like I needed, I needed something. And so uh, actually I was pretty disappointed when Tom said, okay, we're going to start another one, like four or five months. And I'm like, but I'm finally ready to go now. Uh, but I started, and one of the things I was excited about was that I could start as, as Tim. Um, nobody, nobody there except for Tom knew I was a pastor for a while. And, and that's what I wanted. Uh, people treat you differently when they learn you're a pastor. And so I just, I just wanted to go as Tim and I, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, I've used different discipleship tools throughout my, uh, ministry. Uh, but when I found this, it was kind of like a light bulb. It's like, this is what I've been looking for and, uh, was blessed to go through it with Tom, uh, was blessed that then Tom and I teamed up to take, um, I don't know, it was like 12 men from, from our church through it on like a Monday morning, those guys decided at 6am. So we met every week at 6am and, and went through it. And, and then, uh, and then Tom and I, uh, uh, well, we were called to plant a church and, uh, Tom went with me and we, we did a journey group there, uh, which was wonderful, which that, that became a co-ed, um, men and women. And, uh, we did a few of those. Uh, I'm not sure how many journey groups I've been through, but I, I, if you don't mind, I, I want to share a few of those highlights. Um, my oldest son was dating a girl when we were starting a journey group. And so we had both of them go through the journey with us. Uh, you talk about learning your future daughter-in-law, uh, who she really is, go through the journey with them. Uh, you know, if, if you're trying to hide something, you can't hide it for nine months. And it was beautiful. And we just were so excited that she was going to uh, be a part of our family. Uh, and that was a special journey group. Uh, we came to a point in time where, uh, our, our last two children were, I don't remember, uh, 13, 14, 15, somewhere around in there. And our oldest grandson was close to the same age. And uh, my wife and I took the three of them through the journey. And that was extremely special um, uh, journey group. Uh, a few years ago, I don't know if you've heard of something called COVID that came along uh, that kind of <laughs> shut us down. And we had just started a six-week deal. Uh, and we also had some college students and then they had to leave town. So we had this one couple that just kept coming to us and said, we, we just have to, we just feel like we have to go through this. And so we're like, well, okay, if it's just the two couples, this will be good for us. And I, I reached out to Tom and Brian and, uh, then Brian started sending me these people from uh, Texas and Rhode Island. And we ended up with a lady from Tanzania, uh, and France, and we had a zoom uh, journey that just, just kind of blew us away. And so each step of the way, God has, uh, just done some, some amazing things, but, uh, he called us here to Montgomery, Alabama. And, uh, one of the first things on my heart is I want to start a journey group here. And, uh, I want to start with, with the church here. So how do I do that? How do I go about it? And uh, in, in my years of experience of doing the journey group, I have learned a secret weapon on how to start journey groups. And I've uh, been pretty excited to be able to share this with you. You guys will probably want to write this down uh, because, man, this is so effective in using. And the secret weapon is prayer. 
<laughs> it's like, you know, God's in charge. And, and my wife and I just started praying about it and asking God. We didn't know what or how or, or you know, you usually go and you ask people that you know. We didn't really know anybody yet. And so I thought, well, I just, uh, they have some Bible classes here, and I was teaching the book of Mark, and I just, uh, I, I took a, a Journey to the Inner Chamber book with me, and I thought, I'll just, I'll just share with them about it, see if anybody's interested. And I can't exactly explain how, but it, it wasn't the right time, and it just, it just didn't, uh, I didn't do that. And that happened twice. And so I began to wonder, you know, is God want to wait or is it not the right time or what? But I kept taking that book with me and something happened one time that was just, it just flowed right into it. And so I shared with that class about the journey to the Ember Chamber, talked to them about, about what it is and, and what it means to me and uh, didn't know if there were some others out there that were just looking for uh, something to just kind of really dive into their walk with God. And uh, I had I had bought a bunch of books, uh, had them shipped down, had them ready, and and I I got rid of all of them, and uh, ordered some more. And there was a there was a Sunday morning that uh, I just felt like it would just fit right into my lesson, and so I shared again about what the journey and emphasized John fifteen and. You know, uh, and honestly, the older I get, the longer I live, the more I become a John 15 person. It is all about abiding with God. Everything flows out of that. Well, God started bringing people to us uh, in in amazing ways. Um, we just started people saying, this is what I've been looking for. Uh, we had people come to us and said, this is um, uh, I've been hungry for something. I've been searching for something. And uh, I, I was pretty excited. There's a couple of guys uh, from uh, from my elder board that wanted to go through the journey. There was a couple of former uh, elders that wanted to go through uh, the journey. Uh, there was um, uh, Sam. Sam's the kind of guy that uh, no matter where he runs into you, he's going to ask how, how you're doing and he's going to pray for you right then. He's just a man of prayer. And he said, I, I want to go through that too. And uh, we had uh, we had widows uh, that came up and said, I'm, I'm looking for something. And I'm just, just kind of all kinds of people. And, you know, just the way God works, we had a visitor that Sunday. Her name was Udawak. And man, I had to, I had to work a long time to learn how to pronounce that. Uh, but she is from, uh, from Nigeria. And uh, she just happened to be there. And she just said, and she had been praying to God for something. And so as soon as I said that, she started praying to God. It's like, is that it? And so Udawak joined our group. And uh, she's from Nigeria uh, right now. She's teaching at a local university uh, here in town. And uh, a pretty cool lady. She just, uh, she wrote this book about her father. Uh, her father's a first generation Christian and uh, talked about his journey and uh, um, and how that's been passed on to her, or now passed on her grandchildren. But but she joined the class uh, as well, and so it was just a just a real mixture of people. Um, we had one guy. Uh, we had a lot of people who said, "I'm looking for something," you know. And and God is the only one who knew that. 
And so it was his time and his way. We started this thing in January. I don't like starting in January. I like starting in September, you know, but this was God's idea. And so that's what we did. And this guy said, well, uh, the only reason I joined it is because there's so many things going on. And I just, I just wanted to be my, with my wife in, in, in a class. Uh, we had a guy come up. Uh, we'd already started two weeks in. And I had preached on Moses and his five excuses there at the burning bush. It's fifth one it is. Finally, I just, God, I just don't want to. And he came up to me and he said, Tim, I've gone through all the excuses. I don't have any excuses left. Can I still join the class with my wife? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was just, uh, it was just things like that, that we had a, we had a young couple who, um, uh, they, they bring their, their child of about three best kids you've ever seen through this whole thing. But it's just amazing the mixture of all these people that God brought. And we ended up with 23 people. And I'm like, that's that's too many. And, you know, I, I talked to Tom about that. And 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 Tom's this Tom's this weird guy where his answer is all the same. It's like, well, maybe that's what God wants. Let's just look at God. Let's see what God does with it. And so it has been amazing. In some ways, the group is too big, but that's who God brought together. And so that's what we're doing. And uh, it hasn't stifled the interaction. Uh, everybody talks. Uh, the only challenge is when you have 23 people, uh, it's kind of hard to get the discussion from everybody and, and everybody get to say some things sometimes. Uh, and Actually, we've met two Sunday nights because they said, hey, we didn't finish. Can we meet tonight and kind of talk more about this? Uh, and we've done that twice. And so that's kind of um, that's kind of how the group came together. And um, uh, I'd like to share just a little bit of, of kind of what's been happening with this group. Um, you know, I could sum up everything that I'm saying in just the spirit is leading and we're just following where he's blowing this sailboat, you know? Uh, but I'm a preacher, so I have a longer answer to everything. So um, just uh, some of the significant, th significant things I've seen happen in this group and how I've seen the spirit work. Um, uh, Tom, uh, from the very beginning, he liked to insert everybody take a, a, a time to, to share their story. And uh, fairly early on, everybody takes some time to, uh, well, one person per week, and, and they shared their story. And the first time I did that, and I told them what we we're going to do, and I just asked her, you know, anybody want to volunteer this morning? Anybody want to share? Nothing. Crickets. And so, <laughs> you know, as the guide, when that happens, it's like, okay, I'll go first. And so I shared a little bit about my uh, spiritual journey. And uh, third person in, uh, he walked in and he, he's got his story typed out. And he's one of the leaders of the church, a uh, very influential man, uh, a lot of respect from people. And he starts reading this letter. And it's just one of those jaw-dropping, blow-you-away type of stories. When you learn about his past, you learn about, the horrid things that the church did to his family back when he was growing up and the scars that that left. And he just started talking about the, then his journey and how he came to God and, and how his wife helped him and all those kind of things. And it was just, 
it, it, but it set the tone from there on out. People have been so open and honest and everyone since then has typed or written up their story and brought it. And this guy that I'm referring to actually then took his story and he gave it to his grown children. And I'm just thinking, man, what a beautiful thing to pass on to your kids so that they know that. And so it's like, I've never had it be as powerful as it is in this group, but this group takes very seriously when it's their turn, they type it up, they write it up. uh, They're sharing it with their family and it's just, it's completely open and honest. Uh, the, the mistakes, the, the, the sin, the struggles, uh, they all share. And you hear things like, I thought I was the only one. Um, I had no idea you were going through that. And this group has become amazingly close uh, to each other. I mean, they are just, uh, like I said, hey, let's get together Sunday night and just kind of keep going uh, with this thing. And so it's... Um, um, I remember after one of them shared, uh, somebody spoke up and I thought, uh, she said, I got to tell you when I first, when I first joined this group, um, I looked around the room and I thought, oh, I don't belong here. This is all the holy people from church. (laughs) And I I love that line. It's like, okay, now you see what holiness really is, is people who are messed up, but God steps in and, and saves them. And so that's been a, a powerful thing. And uh, another powerful thing, and this doesn't surprise you, is our first prayer retreat. And uh, we uh, we just send people everywhere. Uh, we had it at the church building because it's the only place we knew of that had 23 rooms that people could go to. And they come back and said what you typically hear after prayer retreat. I found, I found healing uh, for the first time in years. I have found peace. Um, one of my favorites is I wish we had more time. And I love that one because they've just gone and spent hours in prayer, but it's like, I I wish we had more time to, uh, uh, to to talk with God. And, uh, it's just beautiful. Uh, recently we've, um, we're, we're diving into the spirit and what the spirit is doing. We had a lady who, uh, I sent this to Brian and Tom. Uh, she wrote this poem about the sailboat. And, uh, and my wife's idea to put it, uh, type it up, put a sailboat background and, and (laughs) she is just amazing. She was just so, uh, apprehensive about sharing it. Uh, but everybody just responded well and it's beautiful, but, uh, uh, people are just kind of really grasping here sometimes for the first time about the spirit and what's going on. Uh, one of the stories is my wife, who's just, uh, uh, she's a prayer warrior and, uh, she's very, um, very spirit led. And she made a comment one day in class about, um, you know, we need to be praying every day in every situation that the spirit actually guides us. And what do we need to be doing? She said something along those lines. And a guy came up to me a few days after that. And he said, you know, I gotta be honest with you. When Becky said that, I thought, man, she is so far fetched about this spirit thing. And he said, I I want you to know that today I am seeing his power and it is working. And he is just uh, just kind of embraced this being led by the spirit. And uh, and and again, we've seen that a lot. 
these people are creative. We just a week ago read our letters to God. And uh, these people, some of them wrote it as a poem that rhymes. Uh, I can't do that. Not even close. It was just amazing. Uh, one guy wrote it as a memo. One guy wrote it as a letter of resignation as the captain of his sailboat. <laughs> and then another guy wrote, um, he wrote it as a uh, Twitter feed. I got to read you a little bit of this. Uh, his name's Dale. And so, God, I'm supposed to write to you about what I learned concerning the Holy Spirit. But my problem is that even at my age, I am still learning about him and don't feel that comfortable writing about this. God at the good God above. Why is that, Dale? Well, you see, I, I wasn't really taught much about the Holy Spirit growing up. As a matter of fact, I haven't learned all that much about him as an adult either. God, seek and you shall find. Dale, wait, what? God, I said, seek and you shall find. It's not that difficult. Just ask and I'll lead you to the answers. And, it, and he just goes on and on about this, this conversation with God about steering the boat and about um, being driven by the spirit and he's ready to go, but it's not moving. Dale says, all right, let's go. Then I'll drive the Holy spirit can navigate, but why aren't we moving? I can hear the engine running. The sky's clear. I, I, I brought my license and insurance card. So why aren't we going anywhere? And, uh, he just ends it by saying, thank you, God, for looking after me and sending your spirit to help me. I'll let you go now. God, oh, no, we are never the one who signs off. Our Twitter line is always open at any time you need us. <laughs> and it's just it's just absolutely amazing how God is just uh, is just filling these people. And uh, and I know you know this, but the journey is just it's just working here. It's just a matter of people coming together who are open to God. Uh, our 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 next step, we've these people are talking, and so we've had other people from church approach us, approach them, saying, "We want in. When are you doing this next one? Um, <laughs> do you have to be a member here?" Uh, to go through the journey? <laughs> Absolutely. It's only for us. Don't be sharing this God stuff with other people, you know? <laughs> it's like, absolutely. Yes. Bring other people. We'd love to have them. Uh, right now, we've we've already started talking. Our second prayer retreat is uh, July the uh, 9th, if that's a Saturday. And uh, we already have these people talking about what's next. Um, so I started having them, I started feeding that, let them talk uh, with each other. Uh, right now, out of these 23 people, uh, I'll say 21, not counting my wife and I, uh, we're going to have at least four groups come out of this. And I can't tell you how I'm excited I am about that. These people are stepping up already, and, and they've not even re read the end of this thing. Uh, but it looks like we're going to have two uh, mixed group of men and women. Uh, looks like we'll have a women's group, and it looks like we'll have a men's group. Um, and I'm just, I'm just super excited about that. Particularly as Brian said at the beginning, this, this wasn't meant in a sense for pastors. Uh, I like how you implied that we were kind of slow getting on board there, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> I also remember uh, Rocky calling in me into his office 
And he said, uh, just need to talk to you as you start your first uh, journey group in a sense, solo without Tom. It's like um, pastors don't make good guides. They, they tend to talk too much and keep on a teaching things. <laughs> and so I just love it. You know, Rocky in his way, he just loved on me, but he's just, he's just telling me, you know, make sure you, you, you get this right. And uh, just really enjoyed that. So I'm excited about this church is just going to keep, um, I mean, this is going to spread throughout the church. And so I'm praying and I'm asking you guys, if you would just kind of join me in prayer for this. I'm not exactly sure what's next. Um, I feel comfortable with four groups and, and letting them in the church. Um, what do I do next? We have about 150 men once a month that come on a, on a Tuesday night for a men's gathering uh, that the church here doesn't really put on. We just, we just host uh, should that be something that I make those 150 men aware that those of you who are hungry and are looking for something, come join me, uh, on a journey group. Uh, do I reach out to, uh, you know, I've started to make some friends with area pastors. Uh, do, do I talk with them about, um, Hey, you want to join me for nine months? And, and I know your reaction because it'll be my reaction, but, you know, try to try to help them to see more. Uh, what can I do to help spread this in Montgomery? And uh, I, I, I'm passionate about doing that, but I also don't want to do it too quickly uh, because I don't want to, I don't want to leave the Vaughn Park church uh, before I need to with, with, uh, with this journey group. We've also uh, uh, we've got nine couples. Uh, well, we had a couple come to Becky and I sit down and just talked, and they're part of nine couples that are talking about we're hungry. Uh, we're looking for something more. We're something for meaningful, purposeful. And so we started talking about this journey. And right now we're in prayer about that, uh, that these nine uh, young adults, uh, around 30, give or take five years, uh, are looking and hungry for something. And uh, is that is that the journey? Um, is that the timing for that? And so I I've said all that to say those are are the details. The foundation is simply God. It's just simply God. And, you know, I, and I just I'm just so thankful to Tom C. Um, I watched him and how he did this and how he talks about it. And um, Tom's a go getter. Um, my middle son, I loved, he said one time, I forget what Tom had asked him to do, but he told me later, he said, you just can't tell Tom, no. <laughs> so, but when somebody's kind of reluctant or said, I don't, you know, I don't know, Tom doesn't push. He's like, if, if they're ready, it's time. If God is leading them, that's the way it's going to be. If we try to force people into this, it, it's just not, it's just not going to work well but allow God to lead. And so, I, you know, I asked for prayers, but at the same time, that's exactly what happened to Vaughn Park. Uh, God did it in his way and his timing. And man, he's exploding this thing. I feel like Acts 1 and 2. The disciples, I'm like, I'm ready to share. I'm ready to share now. And God says, no, just wait. Wait for the power to come. And once 10 days later passed and you have the day of Pentecost, God brought people from all over the world to them. So it's like, I like be patient, wait for the power. And so mm. that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but right now I'm seeing that power at work in, in the one park church. 
And so that's that's just a little bit about what's going on here. Uh, be glad to answer any questions or any thoughts or follow up or or uh, or, or whatever. So just quick, quick. I have a quick question. The uh, so it started out in the church. I mean, yes. your first one kind of meets at the church, and it's kind of uh, seen as a church class or program in a sense, right? We know it's not a yes. class, but you know. And I've never um, done that before. I had <laughs> never done that before, but it just seemed to fit here. And it's this way God developed it, and and you said it's mixed with couple men, women, couple singles, right? Yes. Kind of just a mixed group. Okay, yeah. so. Um, how do you see it breaking out of the church into other churches? Do you have any thoughts about that? Or I mean, again, it's got to be the, the work of the Lord, I guess, the work of the yeah. spirit, but obviously, but yeah. <laughs> any thoughts about that though? Sure. Yeah. One of the things we've discussed among the 23 is um, I think there's going to be some people who are really looking for uh, that class time because one of the benefits of that is that we have children's classes. So these young adults can send their children there and they don't have to worry about that. Uh, the, the last group that Becky and I did before this was uh, there was four couples and the other three all had small children. And boy, at times it, it was just a circus on Zoom and uh, it was great, but it was just different. But this way, the children can go there. But we've also discussed about outside of that. We've discussed other times and uh, and other places. So, uh, I, you know, we don't have anything concrete yet, uh, but but we've had those discussions. And again, that's part of my prayer is about how do we get this out of this building into into other places? That You know, I th- I've, I've seen a couple different churches who have been very kingdom minded about their small groups and things like that. And they offered free child care to you didn't even have to go to that church as long as you were part of a small group, whatever. And and man, it's just amazing. It ended up, of course, a lot of those people ended up going to that church. So yeah. in that sense, it was a great recruiting tool. They weren't even trying to, but it ended <laughs> up being. But uh, no, I love that kingdom-minded church, you know, uh-huh. for churches that are kingdom-minded, I think it really blesses the community. So Absolutely. Well, cool. Yeah. So what and what questions do you guys have for Tim? I've got a I've got a question and a comment. Um uh Tim, um uh, it's been my thinking that I get we've this is my fourth year uh, leading groups from 23 down to now we have three groups of 10 or 11. And I want to get, it was my thought that I need to make the men strong before we invite couples or women or mixed groups. It seems like that's not your thought. Uh, is that pretty successful? I was, I was wanting to get the men strong so we don't get hijacked down a different uh, road. What's your thoughts? And, and do, you, uh, do you think it's necessary to just reserve it for men and get them strong before they go out? Great question. Uh, first of all, again, my answer is let God decide. Uh, I, I tell God all the time, I'm not smart enough to figure this out. God, you need to help me out with this. Um, part of it is personal. Um, I absolutely love going through the journey with my wife because I love that we're on this together. We're sharing this together. Uh, we're journeying together. Uh, I just love that aspect. And so uh, my wife and I have been doing that. Um, I, I guess I've been with two men's groups with Tom. And then after that, uh, it's been all uh, co-ed or mixed, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but what we've seen is that uh, I'm going to have two male leaders come out of this who only came because their wives were there. 
And so once once they're there and once they start journeying with God, they are growing by leaps and bounds and they're seeing things with a new perspective. Um, is there a difference with women in the room? Yes, there are. But that's negative and positive because these men are also hearing some things from the women they wouldn't hear from men and they need to hear it. And, and that's part of their growth as well. And so just to summarize, again, my answer is every situation is different. You let God decide. But I do know here it's, it's been a blessing for the men and women to be together. And, and because of that, we'll have men, women, and mixed groups come from that. Great. That, that makes, uh, makes a lot of sense. And, and I, um, uh, I, I think I may present to our pastor. We started in a church uh, only because I, I um, had been attending the church a long time and I, we were given a room to use, uh, but it's, it's still influencers. It's not the church ministry. Uh, my second comment, and I think this is really important. You talk about the men asking what's next. I tell my men that this is what's next. Once we're equipped, we do it again. We go out and find refugees and we take them through. And, and by and large, uh, the guys who have gone it through the third time, and including myself, I learned more the third time than I did the first two. Because I'm, and again, just last week, being my fourth time, as I was leading, I, you know, I had another insight. And it was right in front of my face, and I never read it that way. So yeah. what I tell my guys is this journey does not end till we meet Christ face to face. And uh, this is what's next. And, and so I, I, I like that mindset. So when the guys are done, it's not a program where they close the book and go find something else. They, yeah. they, they go through the book again, but they take a refugee or two or three with them. And so I, I'm really adamant about this is what's next, at least here uh, with the men I have. And, um, and, you know, hardest thing for me is let this thing grow organically, but it, you know, <laughs> yeah. it is, it is the way to do it. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate your comment on that, but uh, what do you think just about the idea that you plant the seed that this is what's next when you go through, grab a refugee and do it again and again and again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just, and I've told the, told them the same thing. You, you go through it the second time and you'll just, you'll just be amazed at how much you grow even more. Uh, now you kind of understand some of what's going on and it's just, it's just amazing. So, yeah, I remember when uh, Brian put out uh, Journey 2.0, <laughs> people got excited. It's like, okay, there's another one. What's next? Well, then what's next is to go through and take refugees with us. <laughs> that was beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. What other questions you guys have? So, Tim, so uh, prior to, well, when you, when you came to the church, did they have an existing uh, discipleship process, and, and along that line, are you looking at the 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 journey being the discipleship process for going forward? Well, the answer to the first question is no, they really didn't. Um, but this was a church that was hungry uh, for something. Um, this is a hungry church for a lot of things. That's one of the reasons I moved here. It's pretty exciting. Uh, but uh, answer number two, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, this is the discipleship tool that, uh, you know, and there are other ways and other things, uh, and I will do those. Um, but this is, this is absolutely, um, the, the discipleship tool that I will use. Okay. 
Hey, Tim, you mentioned that you've guided uh, men's groups and uh, couples groups. Have you guided or co-guided any women's groups, just women? That would scare me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, I think we have a need here in Scottsdale to get the women really moving forward. We had uh, one group start out and they didn't quite finish real strong. And so the gal who was the uh, co-guide or was the guide of that has uh, uh, consented she'll be a co-guide with me. And I think I've had a little bit more experience with the, the journey than, than she has. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that we can kind of train the trainers in one group. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, done that, but uh, and then she has led some journey groups, uh, women's groups. But I, I will add, uh, didn't mean to cut you off there, Brian, but but I'll add uh, Zoom creates a whole new world. And and through Zoom, we met people and, um, you know, uh, the women can can join into that group uh, that, that's, that's going somewhere else. But it, it's it's effective. Yeah, oh, I was doing your retreats. Sorry, Ryan. Well, hold on. This was all I was going to say was uh, that's one benefit I've seen of couples groups. Uh, couples groups can birth uh, women leaders and men's leaders. You know, uh, that'll just do the women and just do the men too. That's one way to bridge that, I think. Uh, Andy, what are you asking? How do you do what? What were you asking? How you How do you do your retreats with your mixed groups? Your extended prayer time. Well, we uh, I've used a church building here uh, because it has so much room, and so we send them to to all all different rooms. Um, so it's not an overnight deal. No, you know what? I have never done an overnight deal. Uh, I would love to try that sometime, uh, but it's not. It's just a uh, it's just a Saturday deal. I feel it's cheating if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I need to try that sometime, but I've not. It's the best. Well, the original journey was uh, the two the two first prayer retreats were just Saturdays or half days on a Saturday, and then the commencement was an overnight. Uh, but guys have expanded that, you know, and guys have, have made them overnights so that they can do tell your story night or, or just or just have more fellowship or whatever, you know. So again, that's just flexing the form, right? Not changing the function, but changing the form a little bit. Hyder, uh, you had a question. Uh, hello, Tim. Uh, just yeah. uh, so this mixed group. My question is: Are they couples, or they they are not definitely married to each 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 of them? I mean, to to themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, there certainly are couples who are in there, uh, but there are also people who are not couples. Uh, uh, I have two men who are there who are, whose wives are not, and then I have uh, three three widows. Uh, that have joined. Um, uh, like I said, for us, it's 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 been perfect because okay. now the widows are going to go and start a, a women's group, and these men are starting a men's group, and the couples are starting couples groups. So, but you lead them, you lead them with your wife, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. so, so, how did you uh, how did you do the prayer retreat? How long did it take to do twenty three couples? And did they all speak? <laughs> um it's at well we had scheduled for five hours um but but they stayed, they stayed longer because they didn't want to leave uh so when we first started we all met together and uh 
not everybody talked, but uh, quite a few of them did, kind of some preliminary things. And then we set them off, uh, we came back and, and while we're eating lunch, you know, I started asking questions and, 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 you know, you couldn't get them to stop talking. Um, but you know, within any group, you have certain personalities that, that like to talk and like to share and you have some that don't. Um, but, uh, su- surprisingly, uh, although not when you add the spirit, um, it's really working well that everybody is talking and sharing, uh, the shy ones will even speak up. Uh, sometimes I prompt people, uh, but I haven't had to do that very much, uh, at all. So, and in fact, a couple of times I, I've, I've in my mind, when we, when we get to this point, I'm going to send some of them this direction with my wife. I'm going to send some this direction. I'm going to keep some here and, and, and it never works. Uh, it, it hasn't worked. I mean, it's just like the spirit is just leading so well. It's like, you don't want to stop this and, and break it up. You just need to keep going with it. So I'm just, I'm just a man of letting the spirit guide and, and do what he wants. And, uh, it happens a lot that I've prepared this for, this is what we're going to discuss in the journey and it goes a different direction. So. I was, th- I was kind of thinking about what Hyder was alluding to, I think is the sensitivities around, you know, mixed company, you know, men and women who are, if, if they're married, not there with their spouse, with other people, you know, and all that. But it sounds to me like you didn't worry about all that. You just kind of let the spirit put it, put it all together and just trusted yeah. him on that. And seems like it's working okay for you. You know, I'm sure that there's probably something that somebody would have liked to have said that that didn't because it's mixed company. Uh, at the same time, that's hard to imagine because of things that's being shared there. And the, um, um, as I, this illustration just popped in my head and, and, and this is not what had happened there, but if a woman is there and shared about a time that, that she had been raped, um, you know, that would be hard to do in mixed company at the same time. Sometimes it's good for men to see that emotion and that hurt and the depth of it from a woman and, and the environment that we have created here in this journey group and the confidentiality, I could see people being um, comfortable to share that. Uh, so I, I just think it's just, uh, again, it's the spirit, but it's just, it's just how God has led people together through this. Well, and I think my sensitivities are more around the fact of just not wanting males and females to be form a bond with each uh, other that's inappropriate. You know yeah. what I mean? That's my, you know, it's just my little red flag, I think, just to be cautious about. But yeah. yeah. I've not even seen a yellow flag on that. Okay, good. Good. What other questions you guys have for Tim? Ray, go ahead. Hey, I just want to say hello, Tim. We've swapped emails a couple of times. I'm oh, yes. from you in Tuscaloosa. So it's good to, to see you and uh, get to hear your story about this. And, you know, in your opening prayer, you said, you know, you pray that it would be what we need to hear. And and it, it has been for me. It's been really, really good. Um, so good. Really, really glad to, to see what what God's doing there and just everything you're sharing has been helpful. Thank you, Ray. I still hope we can get together here uh, in the near future. So that's yeah, well, that far. You know, on that, you, you mentioned you you have that group of men, 150 men that show up. If, mm-hmm. if you want 
we could bring a few guys down from from our church to one of those and they could just share what their experience with the journey has been. Oh wow. That would be awesome. I'll talk to the to the head of that. And it's uh they call it what's at stake and they give away free steak dinners. So the guys <laughs> do show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, you know, we, we have a, a kind of a small group of men that have been through it, but they're very passionate about it. And mm. all of the men that have come out of that have kind of, you know, gone into leadership at our church. Mm. So. Um, awesome. Thank you, Ray. I'll pray about that and talk to Tony. The pathway to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? That's Absolutely. kind of what Bakersfield has tapped into that as well. So yeah. <laughs> Save one steak for me, please. <laughs> come on <laughs> he, lives, right. he, he lives in Colombia. well he can hey. come <laughs> uh, Tim you know I am Costa Rica and I haven't gone through uh, journey couples okay mm-hmm. I'm maybe like um, some I, I am so cautious on the sharing mm-hmm. intimacy, you know, and the one to stop a man or a woman from sharing something because her husband or his wife is there. But I want to ask you if you, if in your experience, you know, in Costa Rica, we have some problems with, with people uh, being uh, in, Intentional on reading and doing their assignment at home. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced a good encouragement when you have couples that, you know, wife said to his husband, to her husband, "Come on, let's do this." Or, "Oh, do you do that already? It's awesome. Just you gotta try." Mm-hmm. You know, a, a a better commitment, if we can say, uh, just because they're together doing the same journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when a, when a couple's going through it together, there's just a, even a natural encouragement uh, in a sense to do your homework uh, to get it done. Uh, but we get to that point, they start sharing at home about things that they're learning and growing in. Uh, it just naturally, organically happens after that, that they're going to do their homework because they look forward to sharing because it becomes a, an extremely meaningful time. And I, I've, I've been doing this long enough that I remember uh the discussions among influencers about having women in there because of this. And it's like, I, I'm not sure we should do that. Uh, I remember the caution of uh, influencers when they first started talking about zoom because, well, you know, th- this is face to face kind of thing. And, and God keeps blowing the doors off of things and, and God keeps saying, yeah, I understand your cautions, but here's what I'm doing. And so uh, again, I've I've not experienced any any problem. It's all been very positive in having men and women uh, together. But again, I strongly say that's that's been my journey. I feel like that's part of where God has been leading my wife and I to do. Um, again, allow the Spirit to answer that because we just don't do what well somebody else is doing it. So let's do it that way. Man, bathe that thing in prayer uh, and let the spirit give you that caution or give you that green light and what you need to do. But it is it is just absolutely awesome to go through this with your wife and to be able to talk about it and share it together. And I've seen other couples do that. 
Um, one guy just immediately popped in my mind. He joined because his wife made him, he said. And in the first several weeks, every time he would talk, he's like, you don't want me to say anything. I was like, yes, we do. And he would express his anger towards God. He would express that, you know, the, the mess the world is in and God's not doing anything about it. And over the weeks, you began to see him change slowly and slowly he began to change. And by the end of it, he was just, he was just so on fire. And part of that is his wife going through that with him. Does that always work? No, uh, but I have seen it work. So I, I appreciate that. that. That's a good question that in some ways is not an easy answer. Uh, but has to be in prayer. Well, and I'll say, I'll say amen to what you said, Tim. I love doing the journey with my wife, you know, because then we get to share, you know, we have to share the materials and the, the and talk about the lessons, but, but we get both get to witness life change together in the other couples and all that. And, and I was doing men's ministry for so many years. I always kind of left her in the dust, you know, and I, and now I love, so we, we always, I always do a couples group and then I do a, men's group too, but, um, cause there's a place for both, but, but yeah, I, I love doing that, sharing it with my wife. So any other questions? We've got a few more minutes before we wrap up. I had another follow-up Tim with, with the one that I was asking about as far as a, being a pastor. So I, I understand about the prayer and I really appreciate Tom bringing this to the forefront for us that, Hey, we, we pray. And then you say, Hey, wait for the power. That's awesome. Uh, so, but, but it being a pastor, as we sit with the other pastors, like here in Wichita, or whatever, are there any thoughts or any, any uh, suggestions or anything that would come to mind as far as, uh, speaking to a pastor, speaking to a pastor, right. About the, about the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, again, first of all, pray. Um, and let the spirit, um, and I think we do this with all things in all ways when we need to, or want to talk to somebody, you pray about it and let God provide that opportunity. Um, but, but I think, um, I would emphasize, uh, the, the sort of, I don't know if this is the right word or not, the benefits of it, the life change that you've seen. Um, I would also emphasize the aspect about how this helps your pastor. For example, if if you are gonna uh, if you're gonna guide this journey, um, you emphasize to your pastor how you're gonna bless him because he feels responsible for all these people. But you're saying, let me take this group of people and let me help you uh, for them uh, to grow, and and then you pray again that that God puts that on His heart to uh, to allow that. So, uh, you know, I do that with a lot of things you come across with, with the positive aspects about what, what's the results. Um, you know, you don't come across saying, Hey, I need this and I need this and I need this, you know, you, you need to do this for me so I can get this started. Uh, that's the exact wrong approach. Um, uh, but Hey, I just, I, I think I really want to help you out here. Um, type of thing. You might ask Tom how he finally got through to me. I don't know. <laughs> E-R-A-Y-E-R. <laughs> well, Tim, can we uh, can we use you as a reference for pastors, kind of like we use Nate Sweeney, you know, send people your way if they want to know a little bit more from a pastor's perspective? Absolutely. Be glad to. Okay. Great, great. I, 
I, I always, you know, just thinking Nate, but now I'm, I'm glad I'm thinking now I think send super your way as well. That's perfect. Mm. So great. Well, guys, thank you, uh, Tim. Thank you for your time, man. This is encouraging. And, uh, and I'll probably end up sharing this as a podcast too, just so the rest of the influencers can hear mm. what's going on too, just to encourage them as well. But, uh, yeah. but these are kind of our frontline guys here who, uh, out there uh, leading and, and trying to be servants out there in, in all these different cities. So uh, wanted them to, to hear from you first. So awesome. Well, um, one of the last thing I want to say to you guys before we wrap up is uh, uh, maybe next time we'll talk about this more, but we've been uh, experimenting with a software program called planning center. And a lot of you guys may know about it through your local churches, but uh, uh, the influencers in Bakersfield have had a lot of success it's been a big help to them in tracking all their journey groups and registrations for events and different things. And so uh, we're really trying to adopt this all across the board in all our regions and cities. So uh, you guys might check that out. It's called Planning Center. Go in there and you can look at And you can even do a 30-day free trial and all that. But uh, I think it's going to help us just in our on a regional level and even like from the global office with our virtual groups and things like that. But also, I think it'll help us get more interconnected, you know, with if everybody's on planning center. So uh, anyway, just something I ask you guys to kind of take a look at. So uh, wanted to bring that up. So, hey Brian, uh, can you make sure that you just uh, attach Tim's uh, contact information to the email? Cut? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I send you guys a follow up email and recording of this, I'll. Yeah, I'll give you. Is that okay, Tim? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I figured it would be. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, Tom, would you mind closing us in a prayer, please? Oh, absolutely. Love to. All right. Father God, thank you so much for these men. These are men of God. They love you. They want to, they want to go out and make disciples. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, thank you for what you're doing with these men. Thank you for Tim Ryan and his heart and for Becky Ryan and her heart. Lord, the two of them have made a wonderful team, and they are – I don't know what's going to happen in Montgomery, Lord, but I know you've got big plans for Montgomery. And, Lord, thank you for choosing Tim to start the way, to lead the way. And so, Lord, I'm praying that Ray Burkhalter and Tim will be able to work together and and you know and, and lord i know that i know the journey needs to be in churches and there's no question in my mind about that so lord show us how we should do that show us the right way guide us direct us lord and, and we'll be the we'll be obedient and we'll follow so lord these things i pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.